Hello, fellow Rebel Capitals. Hope you are well. So, remember back in 2006 and 2007 when people were using their home equity like an ATM machine? Unfortunately, that's returning. The media is saying, hey, you can't afford groceries? Just tap into your home equity. What could possibly go wrong? And I can guarantee you the politicians are going to start saying the same thing very, very soon. Let's get right over to this article from CNBC and check this out. I want to do a quick screen share. All right, there we go. House rich Americans are sitting on nearly $30 trillion in home equity. Here's how to tap it. Now, first of all, let's go ahead and look at both sides of the coin. It is true that Americans need to tap into that home equity now more than ever because they're having a harder and harder time making ends meet. We can see that with the labor force participation going up. We can see that with excess savings dwindling. All of these things, we talk about it on this channel all the time. But it is true that home prices has, have skyrocketed. But, but why have they gone up? Is it that Americans are just richer and therefore they have more purchasing power? Well, Kind of, I guess, if you look at their home equity, but unfortunately, the home equity that I'm referring to is what we call a paper game, you see. And what you have to understand about the housing market is the price is set at the margin. So let's just assume for a moment, we've got 150 million homes in the United States, give or take some. And let's assume for a moment that usually there's maybe 1.5 million at any given time that are for sale. Right now, let's say there's 500,000, very, very low. As you guys have heard over and over and over, over again in the mainstream media, historically low supply. This is actually an argument for the bulls, that housing prices are just going to keep going up and up and up to infinity and beyond. The, the, the Buzz Lightyear view of the housing market. <laughs> but you see what I'm, where I'm going with this. Such, because the float is so low for the existing sales, if anything disrupts those prices. If they start to go down, they impact the prices and therefore the value, therefore the equity of all the other 150 million homes. So this 30 trillion in home equity, to say that it's precarious is a wild understatement. It's hanging on the edge or teetering on the edge of whatever those the price for those 500,000 homes does it sell for under? Does it sell for over? Whatever those homes trade at, that's what happens to this $30 trillion in home equity. And then you consider what's going on with uh, with wages. Consider what's going on with the price of mortgages, the price of money. Uh, you consider what's going on with all these different dynamics. Let's not forget about Airbnb. We've been talking about it on this channel and what Adam Taggart has been talking about a lot. What happens when all these Airbnbs get dumped back onto the market when there's only 500,000 in supply right now and that's how we're getting to this 30 trillion month number? Well, that puts, let's say, another 250,000 homes in the market. That brings the prices down, let's say 10, 15%. Now that wipes out a significant portion of this $30 trillion. But now that we understand those dynamics, let's go through this article and think this through. Homeowners are sitting on nearly $330 trillion of home equity, just shy of the peak in 2022. Here are the best ways to tap your home for cash. Many Americans are house rich, at least on paper. 
And that last part of the sentence <laughs> is key. Like I say in my whiteboard videos, thanks to skyrocketing housing prices, homeowners are now sitting on nearly 30 trillion in home equity, according to the St. Louis Fed. That's then this is a staggering number. That's roughly two hundred thousand dollars of cash per homeowner. Wow. An equity that can be tapped, which is the amount most lenders will allow you to take out while still leaving 20% of your equity in the home as a cushion. So you've got, let's say, 50% of your house pull, uh, paid off, and now you're having a hard time making ends meet. No problem. Go to the bank and extract that other 30%, and now you're right back to where you started when you bought the house. But, hey, go on a vacation. Have some fun. Go buy a new car. YOLO, baby, YOLO. And then you got to start making these payments again, but at least you've got some extra purchasing power to buy groceries and cover the cost of increasing inflation. And everyone knows that we're not going to have a recession. And I'm always going to be able to find a job that pays me more than I'm making today. So, I mean, this just makes a lot of sense. I think that's the argument here. Hey guys, I want to remind you to check out Rebel Capitalist Pro. This is the incredible online investment forum that I have with investment experts, Lynn Alden and Chris McIntosh. It includes professionals such as Patrick Serezna from Macro Voices. He specializes in options. Tony Greer, commodity trading. Jason Hartman, real estate. And Brent Johnson with Macro economics. If you want to build wealth and thrive in this world of out-of-control central banks and big governments, Rebel Capitalist Pro is the resource you need. So check it out today at georgegammon.com forward slash pro. That's georgegammon.com forward slash pro. We'll see you inside with the fellow Rebel Capitalists that are taking their investing to the next level. So then they go and they give you specific instructions on how to tap your home for cash. Up until last year, taking cash out by refi was a popular way to access the equity you had accumulated in your home and a very prudent financial strategy, by the way. Whenever you are having to tap the equity in your house to consume, well, what's smarter financially than that? <laughs> Jeez, even with high rates, home equity borrowers are likely to take out second loan to pull out cash rather than lose their low rate. Huh, now that's interesting. Boy, there could be some knock-on effects with that. I'd never actually thought that through. Great point though, bravo CNBC. So what they're saying is because a lot of these homeowners are stuck in their house right now because they have a very low interest rate, they can't sell their house because then what are you gonna do? You're either gonna have to, buy a house that's half as good as the one you have, or you're going to have to rent and pay a heck of a lot more than you're paying in your mortgage right now, or buy another house, and then your mortgage payment doubles. So you're pretty much stuck right where you are, which also, by the way, leaves you a sitting as a sitting duck to the local government. So we know in all these blue states that they might go back to lockdowns, they might do mask mandates again, probably going to raise your property taxes, yada, yada, yada. So you say, oh, no problem, George. I'll just move to Florida. I'll just move to Texas. Really? How are you going to do that when you got a 3% 30-year fixed rate mortgage? 
is going to sell your house and go to Texas. And then you're just going to get a mortgage for 8%, maybe, but maybe not. But what they're saying here, again, a great point is people aren't going to sell their house. So why don't they just take out the home equity? But think about that, right? So if you were to sell your house, now you've got the actual physical cash. You don't have that loan anymore. So you don't have that loan payment. So if you lose your job, you still got that cash in the bank. The equity now is not on paper. It's in your bank account. But what if people forego that and just say, well, I'm going to take out the equity. Now they've got an additional or maybe a higher uh, monthly payment than they had otherwise. And now what happens if you lose your job? You see, that's a, a much different dynamic there. So we'll have to pay attention to see if more and more people are doing this to make ends meet instead of selling their house. Otherwise, uh, a HELOC, also known as, well, home equity line of credit, also known as a HELOC, lets you borrow money against the portion of your home's equity instead of taking out a home loan at a fixed amount, the HELOC, oh, and here we go. To add insult to injury, if this wasn't as bad, en uh, bad enough, now what they're telling you to do is not only extract that home equity, but hey, just do it in a HELOC, no problem. So then you can just use the money whenever you need it. Now, you can't fix it at 30 years, and this credit, this debt will roll over. In fact, the interest rate on the HELOC, if my memory serves me right, ch changes every month. <laughs> Have fun with that one. So yeah, let's extract the home equity instead of selling the house. And in order to extract the home equity, let's use a HELOC where the interest rate adjusts every single month, because that would be a great idea, especially if you're using that money to consume and make ends meet. You can see where this goes wrong, where this derails very, very quickly. Oh, and then they go into who has the best rates. And let's not forget Zillow rolls out their payment, uh, their new program of a 1% down payment, because we know that always ends well. I mean, basically what we're getting at here, guys, is the exact same things that we saw leading up to the disaster, which was the GFC in 2005, 2006, 2007. We're seeing the exact same things today, but they might play out to an even greater degree. Because back then, I think people were extracting their equity just to go on vacation to Europe. But now they're extracting their equity just by groceries. So a much different dynamic. But as far as extracting that home equity and having that payment and that adjustable rate, we could be headed that direction once again. We'll have to follow this story very closely and see how this plays out. All right, guys, enjoy the rest of your evening. As always, make sure that you're standing up for freedom, liberty, free market capitalism. And we'll see you on the next video.